It's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans at the lovely Collins Hotel. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. The Collins Hotel is on St. Charles Avenue, a great place to come and stay if you're coming to New Orleans and a great place to have a drink. If you're already here, which is exactly what we're doing in the next 60 minutes, you'll get to meet just how many? One, two, three, four, five, six of the many thousands of fascinating people who live in New Orleans. Plus, you'll get to hear some live music and some recorded music as well. Stuff that I guarantee you've not only ever heard before, but never even thought of. At the end of the show, you might conclude New Orleans is a great city where people love to talk, have fun and enjoy great music, but you probably know that already, so let's get right on with doing nothing. But enjoying the next 60 minutes of happy hour together, my special guest sitting around the table here at the Collins Hotel today are Avon Jude Dugar. Yes. Thank you. Who's a social worker. However, she's better known for her hairstyle. According to no less an authority than the Guinness World Records, Avon Dugar from here in New Orleans has the world's biggest afro. Yes. Correct. Yes. How big is it? Well, when it's stretched out full, it was four feet, seven inches around in 2010. In 2010? That was two years ago. It must be bigger. Right. Andrew Ward is a PhD student. (laughs) Wow. In international (laughs) development at Tulane University, where he also teaches. Is that right? Andrew, pay attention. Don't look at that afro. (laughs) Andrew is the founder and chairman of the board of the International School. He conducts ghost tours of the French Quarter. He's the arena announcer for the Big Easy Roller Girls. He's the high priest of the New Orleans running of the balls and the founder of the local St. Andrew's Day, which is the Polish Mardi Gras. Have you guys ever heard of that before? (laughs) Yay. Andrew's two most recent projects, if he could fit any more into that, are uh, brewing and selling Jubilee ginger beer, which we have some here to try, and translating classic New Orleans songs into Urdu and recording them, a collection he calls Sufi Second Line. Amen. I can't believe you took an hour off to come and talk to us, Andrew. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. And here we have across the table Miss Charm Taylor. Hey. Hello, Matthew Rosenbach and Danny Cartel, collectively known as the Honorable South, which is a band, a New Orleans band that bridges boundaries, playing what they call electric soul rock and roll. They've been called genius by record industry insiders, and one critic describes them as sounding like Nina Simone and Lenny Kravitz poured into the soul of a New Orleans drummer. That sounds enticing, and they are fabulous. So we've got an amazing show today with tons of music and hair. Evan, I'm going to have to start with you, really. Yes. Four feet, mm-hmm. did you say? Four feet around, yeah. Four Seven feet inches. around, meaning from where to where? From what um, point? From ear to like ear? Like from here all the way around. Around your mm-hmm. head, like mm-hmm. as if you had like a rim of a hat. Right. If you measure like a rim its own of gravitational field. Right. right, exactly. Does it have its own gravitational field? <laughs> well, I can't take my eyes <laughs> it, off it, of it. I mean, it, it, it picks up things. I mean, you know, it, it, it does its own thing. Does it? Yes, really. Really? Yeah. It, what do you it, mean? It, like, if, as I said, if I'm in a club, it'll... Take straws out of people's drinks. Take, you <laughs> <laughs> my okay, ex-girlfriend I'm, used to do the same <laughs> thing, actually. I've got, a, I've got a drink here. I'd like you to take this. <laughs> well, you should if it has lip gloss on it, which is really nasty. So ah, like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have much lip gloss on no, today, so you can't I, take I, this. Yeah. How many straws have you walked out of clubs with most? Well, not really walked out, but I'll just happen to be like, well, where's my drink? Where's my straw? And I can't find it. And then I've had a straw just dangling from my hand. I was like, ew, that's nasty. Well, it's your own straw, so that's not so bad. No, one time it wasn't. One time it wasn't. No. Hey, um, I've had a lot of questions. People have asked me Mm -hmm. to ask you a lot of questions since we've had this up on our website and on Twitter Mm -hmm. saying, and one of the um, ones was uh, kind of related to that is, what can you shove in it? What can I shove in it? Or hide. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, I have a little sister who likes to throw coins in it. She put her Blackberry in it. Whoa. Really? Yeah. That's about yeah, the best thing a, you can do with a yeah, Blackberry, probably, stick it and in your she afro. Put a, um, Does it stay in there, though? Yeah, a while house I was phone. Sit, I was, yeah, but I, it's not like it's going to sit <laughs> in. you say a house through. phone? Yeah, she's bad. She's 25, <laughs> but she's bad. She's like 10. 
But will the house front and will your Blackberry? Well, this is when I was asleep and like I didn't feel it ring. Like she called and it was ringing. She was like, "You don't feel that?" I'm like, "No." She's like, "My phone is in your hair." I'm like, "Oh, that's funny." Oh my funny. goodness. Yeah. <laughs> that, well, that was another <laughs> question cute. that somebody asked me actually: is how do you sleep? Uh, comfortably. I mean, it's a lot of hair, so it's like a big pillow. You sleep it's really on it. Soft. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times I'll pick it up because it gets real tangled, so I don't want to, you know, have my hair popping. But yeah, real how do you get the top bit to stick up like anti-gravitation I just is, pick it out actually I guess from it being thick and the the type of kink my hair has it you know it can stand up on its own okay mm-hmm. wow Andrew what kind of who does your hair uh, basically the, uh, the, the the dog trimmer down the street she's uh, <laughs> she's from Bulgaria and she's here as, as a former au pair that was discredited sort of a disrobed uh, or defrocked not disrobed a defrocked au pair Bulgarian who, au pair yeah who just takes a who takes a razor to my head uh, to protect the people from thinking that I'm losing my hair which and that's why you wear that hat this is radio they don't need to know that I don't have dreadlocks <laughs> you know wonderful hat I have a question for you, though. I'm very curious. Do you, do you ever, does it ever get tiring? Do you ever say, that, oh, my God, I just want to go bald today? No, no, because I went natural 12 going on 13 years ago, and I never, like, people always like, well, did you plan, when you went natural, did you plan on being a Guinness? No, I did not. It was just a random thing that happened. And as far as cutting it, I just always wanted to see how long it would grow. And actually, I wanted to get locks, and I kind of forgot. Miss John Taylor, yeah, you've got... Yeah, I was supposed to get locks. I do. Yeah, Seven I, years now. Wow. It's beautiful. But that's Thank when you. I started off wanting to get locks. And then I forgot. So and then after a while locks is like, short for dreadlocks? Yeah, dreadlocks. Yes. yes. Do yes. people say locks? Is that how what you refer people to say them locks. as Miss John Taylor? Mm-hmm. Yes. Why are you called Miss John Taylor? Why do I have to call you Miss? Well, I mean, because you better. You have some manners. Because your mother and <laughs> the, the, the women This is the honorable South here, okay? okay. We have, have to, some <laughs> manners. Um, okay. But it is it is about politeness. And it is about... Uh, I don't want to say class, but just kind of... Well, you can say it if you want. He's trying to say that I'm just oh, white trash. Oh, you trashy. <laughs> uh, no. I just, I no, just indeed. I would never. But um, I, I do know. I, I know about having kind of unidentified objects in the hair, mm-hmm. from coffee to crumbs. <laughs> mm. uh, coffee and crumbs is Kind of at the end so of funny. my locks, and I'm like, that's disgusting. Or like you have the dipping in someone's coffee? It dips every, just about every morning. It dips in my own coffee. Wow. What do you um, do about that? Do you squeeze it out or do you suck it no, out? No, I just kind of throw them to the other side. <laughs> Ring them It goes out. all over your clothes. Your coffee ends up on your clothes? No, 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 no. Quite absorbent, actually. Really? Yeah. So they, you might have, you, I wonder where it goes. It absorbs up. Uh, well, Do you think? So it's in your brain by now? Uh, <laughs> sure, caffeine infusion After, straight yeah. to the brain. Absolutely. That's interesting. I wonder if you, if you dunked your head into, I mean, the hair. Let's try it. What are you drinking? Gin and tonic. <laughs> so if you dunked your hair into that, would it eventually suck it all up into your head? Well, I don't know, Grant. Try you that. You've got a nice head of hair I was about to say, what about your ponytail? My head doesn't do suck it. up anything, I can tell you that. <laughs> Not straws or drinks. But I would like to see you try it. We can do a lot of experiments <laughs> here today in the course. Okay, so Miss Charm Taylor, is, how many of those names are real? Is Miss your real name? Uh, Miss is not. Uh, Charm? Na- Charm is, is, your real is name. short for my, my government name, which oh. is Charmisha. Charmisha. Not only my family calls what, me... Which uh, government called you that? The U.S. Bulgarian? Oh, the U.S. The U.S. <laughs> I thought maybe you were the dog trimmer. <laughs> that and my mother was just very serious. She'd say, Charmisha. But I came up name. being called Charlie. And, and I think by the time I hit you know, puberty, I was like, oh, Charlie is a boy's name right. and I'm a girl and that's well, not fair. That out, least, yeah. yeah, well, she always told me, you know, you'd, you'd hit you know, 30 and you'd realize that Charlie's way more sophisticated 
But I started going by Charm, and so all my friends and family called me Charm. And Taylor's, Taylor's my mother's maiden name. Right. So in, in, in doing the art, I wanted to bring, bring honor to, to my family's name, right. which is Taylor. So. Charmatia is a nice all name, real. Though, isn't it? Yes, Avon, yes, you've, it got is. a, you've got an interesting name, too. Where does that come from, A-E-V-I-N? My daddy looked at a bottle of Nivea lotion backwards. Oh, that's got to be a joke. Sure. Yeah, N-I-V-E-A-A-E-V-I-N. You're named after? Lotion. In the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> lotion in the mirror. Wow. Lotion. Okay, um, now we're on to something. Matt, you want to chime in? <laughs> what? You're not named after anything like a T-T-A-M. And he doesn't like it when people call him Matt either. We've known each other for years. What should we call you, Matt? Not Matt. Matthew. Matthew. Oh, right, Matthew. Really? Well, that's your government name, though. There you go. Come in so we can hear you. It's it's not very interesting. It's just Catholic. Matthew. I have Catholic and Jewish names, so it's all kind of confusing. Rosenbeck is is kind of Jewishy. Right. So are you Catholic (laughs) and Jewish or neither? It is riddled by guilt in general. I've been telling people I'm a Creole Arab Jew. Just to kind of cover all the, you know. Creole Arab Jew. So that's something three minorities. Right. You know. So there aren't too many Creole. And he doesn't Arabs. have any hair, yeah, no. actually. Really? It's all gone? He's bald as the day is long. We- you guys are both wearing hats. Well, it's, ra- it's raining outside. It is, actually. It's, it's a terrible day. Hey, listen, talking of, uh, of the Honorable South, which you, we haven't even talked about that at all. So let's get on to the Honorable South. After we, what, You want to play something? Um, sure. We've got tons of music on the show today. We've yes. got, wait till you hear the kind of music we're going to play today. These guys are amazing, Andrew. Wait till you hear the stuff these guys do, the Honorable South. And then, oh, thank you. wait till you hear what Andrew's doing, though. I'm excited. You are going to be shocked when you hear it. I'm, I'm floored. thrilled. Floored. Okay, Avon, yes. I'm going to just move your microphone around a little tiny bit okay. here. So we already got a little uh, sentiment, a little sense of your hearkening back to the more polite days, the more, uh, you know, the sort of less official but much more genteel ways, whether it's your name or your attitude and general interactions. So I can't wait to see what the Honorable South as a name of your organization creates musically. Oh. What is the song? Well, the first song we're going to do, I guess, is, is Take It. Please. And uh, this song we wrote about people who forgot where they where they came from and, and who supported them and um, you know people f- who've forgotten from whence they came okay. is is what this song's all about. Yeah, one, two, three, go. Take it, 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 far as you want. You can fight if you want, but I'm done. Me, I'm done. You can take it, 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 take it far as you want. You can fight if you want, but I'm done. Me, I'm done. Just don't forget who was there when you weren't having fun with all your funds. See, I was one of them. I said, here's for making runs. When didn't nobody love you but your mama and your ball tender? Me, your mama and your ball tender. Your mama and them, so take it, take it, take it, take it. Take it, take it, take it, fall as you want. You can fight if you want, but I'm done. With me, I'm done. You can take it, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it far as you want. You can fight if you want, but I'm done. Well, me, I'm done. Just don't forget who was there when you weren't having fun with all your funds. See, I was one of them. 
And you know it all, friends with the fancy names and fancy jobs and fancy scarves. Well, we used to make fun of them, but now you're one of them. So go on and take it, take it, take it, God. Take it, take it, take it far as you want. You can fight if you want, but I'm done. Oh, you can't. Take it, take it, go on and take it, take it, take it far as you want. You can fly if you want, but I'm done. Well, me, I'm done. Don't, don't remember who was there when you weren't having fun with all your fun. See, I was one of them. Man, I said. Here's for making runs When didn't nobody love you but your mama and your ball tender It was me and your mama and your ball tender Your mama and them gone And when them demons, oh, when them demons Was at your doorstep, was at your doorstep And you were having hard times, hard times Considering life, oh, I was one of them One of them one of them way, baby, I was one of them, one of few, one of them that was there for you, looking out for you. I was one of them, say, I was one of them, oh, come on, was one of them that was there for you. Thank you. I would say charming is a great description. I'm sure. Wouldn't you, Andrew? Absolutely. Gorgeous. Stunning. Oh, sorry, Evan. I have to move your mic back here. There's a lot of cocktails in the way. Sorry about that. You have a beautiful voice. Thank you. Like it's sort of alluring and seductive. Really? Yes. Would you agree with that, Andrew? Have you never heard someone say that to you before? Not that alluring and seductive. Alluring, maybe seductive, no, but we're yeah. the Smoky, sultry, smoky, sultry. Yeah, nice. that's pillow talk right there. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that song? Who wrote the lyrics? Of Me, that song? I wrote. I, I, I wrote it. You wrote the whole song, the lyrics I and do. melody. And who's it about? I was about a host of people, uh, friends and family, and. Uh, Seems like someone who you're pissed off with who's sold out and moved on. Well, that's the point. It's like I'm. I'm. I'm saying, you know, I'm not pissed off. Oh. Um, I don't believe people want to be. And, assholes or uh, sellouts. Well, nobody thinks they are being uh, an asshole. They just are. Right. Well, Everybody thinks they're doing something right, don't they? Right. And I, th- I Well, in this case, I think I'm doing the right thing by saying, you know, whatever it is you choose to do, I'm done. You know. And, you're also and saying that nobody loves you except your mom and your bartender. There was a time. And me. There was a time when there was me and that was all you had. It was me, mom, and your bartender, and now everybody loves you. Ah. Uh, well, who are the demons at the doorstep? Oh, I think that's a, there's addiction... And that is uh, um, emotional and instability. And um, so the the demons are all those things that didn't love you as genuinely or um, as substantially, substantially as as, as we have. Things that, you know. Things that you thought were helping you and making you happy. Exactly. And all the things that could bump in the night, all all those things. They were there. and, And when you couldn't handle it, you knew whose door you could knock on, you know, to kind of, you know. But now I've had enough of you. I'm done. 
Well, me is is I'm done. Yeah, exactly. You've uh, so it's an amicable parting. You're, I mean, this is a song about <laughs> a pleasant like... divorce with multiple people. With multiple people. It's like cool. Well, that's good well, for <laughs> you. It looks good on you, you know. And we're done. And is it doing well that song for you? Oh, people love it. It's I think actually when we perform it live, uh, pe- people love it. People relate to it. Right. Um, and so. We like we like to play it. I think it's 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 one of the more folky songs that we have because it is he's telling the story of, of people and how uh, they it, tend to relate uh, right. with one another, which we, we take people for granted um, as a as a culture. I think there's this culture of of taking people for granted and and it being acceptable and um, you don't really in you don't really outgrow people as much as you you figure you figure out that that. Um, People uh, haven't really got a handle on themselves. Uh, you know how sometimes people will say, "Like I know you better than you know yourself." Then you know yourself, and so it's that. And your kind mom of, and your bartender definitely can say that about you. you. Yeah. So, so no matter how fancy you get and how much money, because that's the line, you know, uh, how much money you might get. Uh, uh, we never, in in our success, will ever uh, will close a door on anybody that that we've known and and that that we've known that that have loved on 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 us, you know. And I think that that there is kind of this acceptable thing of of moving on and moving on up and moving out and getting out, moving, switching scenes and all of this. To the and east side, yeah, to a deluxe <laughs> apartment to a deluxe in the sky high. Yeah. But so. you're not against success. No, indeed. You're no, just, indeed. You're just <laughs> Ma- just, Ma- Ma- Matthew, 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 Matthew is all Matt. about success. <laughs> No, it's, it's interesting you say that. You know, we take people for granted, but that's what this show is all about, isn't it? It's not taking people for granted, Grant. Thank it's you. About, it's about <laughs> celebrating all the bizarre characters that you find here. And you said that there's been a very good response not only to that song, but to you as a band. Yeah. Um, for the most part, I think. It, it's taken some time. Uh, Matthew. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Screw you over. Kinds of stuff. It's yeah. taken some time, but now finally getting some attention, magazines, articles, people hearing about us from different places that we didn't even know yeah. they knew that we existed. And then more recently, people that we performed in front of that have been like, how have we never heard of you before? And that's been really interesting, too. So, mm, cool. so we started in, like, 2008. So You, you know. just have to keep doing it. And then suddenly, somehow, there's a critical point where more people have heard of you than haven't, and people start showing up, and you get played, and you get, you know, people things start happening... But it's, the momentum seems to be all coming from itself in the end. And it sounds like you're reaching that point and the, the hard work all starts to pay off. Yeah, it's, it's been, I think, slowly and steadily, constantly improving. So now we're getting to a place where that improvement is, is uh, yeah. paying off. So That's cool. Wait till you hear some other music I'm going to talk about right now, which is if you're looking for a sort of a market to, to, to sell into... Andrew, let's rub elbows. (laughs) Don't forget where you came from. Let's talk about perhaps the biggest market in the world, which is people who speak Urdu. Quite right. How many people in the world speak Urdu? About 490 million. And how many of us speak English? Uh, much uh, surprisingly less. It's about um, it's about 311 million people have English as their first language, or some variation. Like I don't think New Zealand counts as. <laughs> I, think, I think it counts definitely. You're so, outnumbered so, by sheep. So, I mean, <laughs> that's true, actually. But so if you had a song in Urdu that was uh, like a proven hit, suppose that you were to translate New Orleans classic songs, which are proven hits, into Urdu, which is a 
a language of all those hundreds of millions of people who have never heard them. Quite right. You'd think that you'd be onto something here. I would think so. And I think you probably are. And that's what I'm trying to do. I mean, what's interesting is, uh, yet again, you have managed to assemble a group of people at this table who have all tried to do something that nobody else has done, done before, when, you know, to get a world record, to get their name, and, and, and to be a social worker. I mean, I want to talk about that later. Well, wait, <laughs> let me, can I clear that up? I yes. am not a social worker. When Guinness ah. asked me, because, yeah, because people always, I'm not a social worker. When Guinness asked me, what do I do? I said, I have a family business. We have a group home for women with mental retardation. Hang on, wait, wait, wait. That. You didn't say group on, you said group, group home, home, right? Yes. <laughs> That's no, what I was like. Yeah. No, a group home for yeah. women with mental retardation. <laughs> I, know, I just right? wanted to clear that up, Miss Chomp Taylor, before. <laughs> and um, they, I guess they turned that into social work, and then when uh, they asked where I was from, also, I'm actually from Napoleonville, Louisiana. Right. But okay. they said, well, where is that? I said, oh, it's like an hour and a half from New Orleans, which I lived in New Orleans when I was little till I was like three. So, And I guess they just put that together. And the first time I heard it, I was about to go on BBC, and they were like a 36-year-old social worker from New Orleans. And I was like, huh? Because <laughs> <laughs> like, it was easier. Did they get your age right? Yeah. Well, yeah. something. One out of three yeah, I know, right? is pretty good for the yeah. mainstream mm-hmm. press, frankly. So they got the age so right, but they got everything else wrong. So you're 36 still? Yes. And you're from Napoleonville? Napoleonville, where and they you have swamp people. And you <laughs> oh! Do you have any yeah, friends? You must be very proud. <laughs> I, I am. It's kind of funny to watch them because, you know, we used to always laugh about their accents and stuff out there because we don't really speak like the people from home. But to see them on TV doing that, I have a whole new respect for them. Like, they kill, they hunt alligators with their hands. Their hands. That's right. S- send a gangster to the swamp. Oh, he come home crying. Yeah. <laughs> he come home crying. Say, I'm not <laughs> tough. I'm so serious. Yeah. It's like, we're from the country, but... Uh, but you didn't know what these guys did all day? You went out and... Well, I mean, I knew, like, in Pier Park, I knew they wore white boots and they, you know, they fished, <laughs> but I didn't know they were hunting Charmation alligators. Charmation Reeboks. What, yeah. what what it, is this where your family has a home for mental No, the group home is in Garyville, Louisiana. It's this, it does sound like you're saying group on to me. Group home. Group, doesn't group it? Home. I think group That's on is funnier, but... <laughs> no, the but group, group home is home like a, is where, in Where Garyville. is that? Garyville is... That's in Garyville. Garyville, which is right before Laplace, Louisiana. Okay, oh, so okay. It's pretty close yeah, to and it's, That's out in the middle of nowhere, too. It's on the river. I just saw in today's paper there was a list of the worst group homes in Louisiana. Really? There was, and six of them... Oh, you didn't see that? Yeah, no, we Six of them, them were... <laughs> we went one of them. Thank goodness. Okay. <laughs> no. So what do they do, the people in your... Um, in the group home, the it's six ladies, people. and um, six ladies. they're high-functioning. Yeah. They go to an ARC every day, so they do What's stuff that? like beads. They put the beads together for Mardi Gras. You know that paper? Oh, yeah. They do That's that. a great yeah. program. Huh. Yes, they so that. it's recycling and reusing yeah. mm-hmm. Mardi Gras beads, they, hundreds they, of tons exactly. every year. Yes, they um, pass out flyers. They go and clean up churches and stuff like that, and they get paid for it. And then we teach them how to just live everyday lives, brushing your teeth, you know, taking care of yourself. The only thing we really, really have to do for care, them is care. monitor medication. Because, you know, but other than that, they cook for themselves, they clean for themselves. We wow. just there to make so sure. So what do they you do, do actually? What do you do at the group home? Yeah. I, I work there. I work at the main office but when I'm you, there. What does anyone? Um, what are these? Are these women are self-sustaining. Sure, yeah, right. It's just basically making sure that they do it correctly because they are mentally disabled. You know, you have to kind of redirect them maybe more than once. You mm-hmm. know, if you ask someone to brush their teeth, they may not do it. So they need they constant monitoring. Is what you're and, saying? Right, right. It's, they can't do it completely by themselves. Um, are, you they, know, are they happy? And, oh, yeah. Oh, God, they have better lives than I do. I always joke they have boyfriends. They go out. They went to, like, two Mardi Gras balls, parades. How do they wow. do more than I did. Social they, life. Yeah. How do they meet guys? They go to uh, the ARC. The ARC has guys. It's like the Young and the Restless over there. <laughs> oh, goodness, I'm serious. <laughs> Rich social life. ARC stands. hang out with them. down at the ARC. What does that stand for, ARC? <laughs> the ARC, um... Uh, 
Association of Retarded Citizens. So retarded is back in again now. No, that's an old. That made me. Yeah, I kind of went back in my. I lived in California days where I was like, whoa, it's really saying that. I guess it's the way you say it. No one calls it that anymore. They even say the Arc of New Orleans is how it's being spoken of. We just say mentally disabled. But when people, when I say disabled, they think I mean physically. Mm -hmm. So then I have to explain, and that's when I say mentally retarded, so people understand what I'm saying. But we don't say it in front of them. We usually say mentally disabled because they don't like that word. You know, they know what that word is. No, no, no. And then I, then I have a disability. I'm not my disability. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well well said. Good distinction. And let's get back to Urdu. (laughs) How did we get off that? I know. Yeah. (laughs) Well, basically, the reason why I brought this up, it's my fault. I'll take full credit for it. The reason why I brought this up is because it's a matter of exceptionality. It's a matter about trying something that nobody else is doing. Mm -hmm. It's about recognizing a void. It's about hearing a different musical system or tradition and then trying to put them both together. Mm -hmm. And so uh, things, I mean, I guess I should start anything by telling you what I'm not. I'm not a musician. I'm not a vocalist. I'm not from New Orleans. I'm from further away than Napoleonville. I grew up in India and Yemen and Egypt. And so when I came here for graduate school, I was supposed to be for 10 months of research and I got seduced mm-hmm. by this these city these as I'm sure happen. you all know yes. exactly you know how incredibly rapacious the town can be brought me in and then one day I'm sitting there I'm sort of scratching my heads uh, my, my head, head. <laughs> I'm scratching my head with both my hands. hands one head <laughs> one head both one hands hand. on either side you know my frontal lobe and the medulla oblongata and I'm saying my god you know I love gospel music of everything in the world, of any type of music, music that's going to wake me up in the morning, that's going to let me go running around Audubon Park, music that's going to let me have a conversation with absolutely any type of human on the freaking planet. It's going to be gospel. And so I went back to India on a a Department of State scholarship, and I got to study this language that I grew up with, Urdu, and uh, it's the national language of Pakistan and all the Muslims in India. And uh, so I'm sitting there one day and I'm, and I'm talking to this guy who's telling me, oh, the most beautiful music you've ever heard is the Sufi mystical Islamic tradition. I grew up in an Islamic household. It wasn't Sufi, it was Sunni, but I know that the, the beautiful uh, resignation of the Adan in the morning and the way yes. the Adan would feel in the evening, it's just the most beautiful The vocal sound. tradition, mm-hmm. the resonance uh, you know, of, of the centuries of tradition coming through, so expressive. And it's mystical and it's ecstatic. You know, so that instantly American Protestants can relate to something like this when you when you hear someone just going berserk, being slain in the spirit or just feeling something truly uh, euphoric. Mm. And so I played for this mola at a mosque, you know, this old bearded man in the turban and the rest. I played for Mahalia Jackson and I played for him this uh, 18 minute version of In the Upper Room. And I translated line by line for him. Yeah. And when it was over, he looks at me and, you know, he looks back and he goes, so she was Muslim. (laughs) like the whole thing every so i started looking at all the gospel lyrics and the same as so much sufi poetry so much islamic devotional hymns and i said well man i'm gonna take my nice agnostic white boy self and start (laughs) translating the language of deep down louisiana gospel and folk songs translated into urdu get a nice new orleans second line band behind it and record that puppy and let's hear it Let's go. Let's go. Let's go to the let's let's go to um, the state anthem. You are my sunshine, written by former Governor Jimmy Davis. Put to uh, three minutes of Urdu.
Is that the craziest thing ever or what? Right. <laughs> it was wonderful. It was bizarre, though. You were right. It's bizarre. But it was striking, and it was really, really cool. Really cool. Thank what did you think, yeah. Evan? I loved it. it. It had me bobbing my head from side to side. I liked even it. Because it's familiar. Know. You know yes, it's Yes, but even though you don't understand you, a single exactly. word, you Secret still really love culture. it. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah, what I do you think the Urdu people, the Urdu speakers, the 390 million of them are going to make? 490 million. Oh, sorry, 400 million. 490 million people. And here's the deal. Within the space of... 72 hours, 180 people in Pakistan downloaded it on CD Baby. And uh, from there, it's just it's just going already. Now, this is co- totally new to me. I don't know anything about the music industry. How much do you make every yeah. time you sell one of these? Oh, something preposterous, like 18 cents. Yeah. 18, 18 oh. cents? Oh, yeah. Wow. That's pretty good, months. isn't it? Yeah. I mean, 18, Are you cents, 18 cents is a good for buying a plane ticket to Pakistan. You know, that's uh, you need a lot of people to download yeah. that puppy. 
Yeah, but 18 cents, there's no one else to pay it to. If you had a record and a record company and a marketing operation and oh, they all pay, that stuff. Oh, they pay 99 cents to download it, but 18 makes its you way end up You me. end up with 18 cents. It's pretty good, though, if you think about how many I'm, You know what? I'm, I'm on the right side of, of, grand of optimism. I'm with you. I tell you what, I think that's you can make some money. I mean, how many people have are hooked up with it? You know, are there enough people hooked up online? That, that sure, and we're, and we're trying to spread the word, and you can find out more about it on cdbaby.com. I'm it. Looking Maybe. up, you are my sunshine, Andrew Ward and Tom Larson. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew Ward recorded that song. Avon Duga yes. has the world's biggest afro. Yes. And the three people here and from, beautiful. from the Honorable you. South are Miss Charm Taylor, Matthew Rosenbeck, and Danny Cartel. We're recording the show live at the Collins Hotel. If you're coming to New Orleans and you're listening to the show from somewhere else and you're headed here and you're looking for a hotel or something to do, check out with our friends at neworleans.com, the official New Orleans travel site. And I also want to tell you about a new theater in town. Do you guys know about the new movement theater? Ooh. No. Yes, Miss Charm Taylor. I do not know. I read something. Oh, well, I read something, though. I did. Yes. Is it? Is wait? Is it? I'll tell you all about always it. Always lounge. Anything circus? No, no, no. It's a whole okay. different thing. After two years of shows in bars, museums, parks, and wherever else they could, the new movement theater has opened a full-time comedy theater in the Marigny at 1919 Burgundy Street. Shows are from Thursday to Saturday. Everything is free or cheap. Improv and sketch comedy classes are also available. Check tnmcomedy.com for more information. Also, you can listen to Chris True from the TNM Theatre, who's the host of True to the Game right here on itsneworlands.com. So check that out. True to the Game. True to the Game is his show. I love that. You're going to love the show. It's New Orleans' first badass sports radio show. Badass. Yes, it really is. It really is a badass show, right? I'm into it. Podcast. 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 (laughs) Produced by Chris Kehoe. I'm into it. Okay, check it out. Okay, so... Are you going on the road with this stuff? Uh, well, that's the goal. I mean, so one day, you mentioned earlier the running of the Bulls. And for those of you who don't know, we have the running of the Bulls here in New Orleans. And so for the last five years, uh, this great organization, NOLA Bulls, you can check them out at nolabulls.com, come out and everybody wears white and red. And on the second Saturday in July, they line up in the historic French Quarter or in the CBD when it got too big. And... 300 roller girls from across the country and around the world wielding <laughs> wiffle ball bats with horns on their helmets tearing through the streets That's badass. like harpies of doom <laughs> beating the crap out of everybody and they love it. Yes. I mean all these great people really? who are okay, pictures I, they do. Yeah. Okay. So I, I get the I get the distinct well. pleasure of getting 18,000 people on their knees before me blessing them and then watching them get the crap oh, beat wow. out of them. I mean it's fantastic. It Every masochist on the planet shows up this so they can get drunk at eight in the morning and get a roller girl to beat them up. And then so I, you know, I'm hanging out with one of the Elvi, whose name is Tom Larson, who's a drummer up in Nashville. And he's like, so what do you do? What do you want to do? I was like, well, what I'd really want to do with the rest of my life is write children's stories and sing gospel. (laughs) 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 My mother fed me formula. I'm not right. (laughs) Did did he have you arrested instantly? (laughs) Well, he was dressed as Elvis. I was dressed as the Pope. And the next thing you know, we came up with this deal. So so you you and Tom Lawson invented this or created this idea. Yeah, and then we went up and he got this studio. And here's the deal. All the people that you just heard playing there, 15-year-old violinist and, you know, everybody else, they got in there and they did their stuff and they're like, this is really freaking cool, man. Uh, we, we can't accept payment. And they're like, this is just, we, we just want this project to go forward. I'd like uh, to hear this side they? of the story. Yeah. Well, <laughs> 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 I came with them dressed as a Pakistani beggar, you know, <laughs> fresh out of the streets of Karachi. <laughs> so it's very difficult to get a straight answer, which is okay, you know, because we have yes. the time and you've yes. had a couple of drinks. But what I'm is t- up with the live show? 
Are you taking this on the road? Yes, absolutely. As soon as we get enough money, we are going to Pakistan. Aren't you had to add up a few 18 senses? A few 18 senses. You're going to Pakistan with the with the show. Absolutely. Now, how does that tie into not being a performer or a singer or a musician? Well, by necessity, I'm I'm sort of being called. I'm being called to become a performer and a singer. By whom? Uh, I, I, I would say the the spirit of Mahalia Jackson is is coursing through the gospel music uh, scene and telling me what to do. Do you know? Do you need an opening band? Because Honorable South opened for you. If you Paul feel Davis. like going to Karachi right. in Islamabad, we're waiting. Yeah, we it's got the we, gospel. Miss Chuck Taylor. Oh, we fusion. got the I need, You know what I'm looking for? I need a nice Creole Jewish Arab. <laughs> Hello. Ah. How can, you, can you find can me you one? That. Can you find <laughs> me one of those? <laughs> now, Miss Charm Taylor, you grew up in an Islamic household. I did. Are you still a believer, or did you give it all up? Oh no, I didn't. I didn't give it all up. I don't. I, I'd say I, I took uh, what what has been uh, most meaningful <laughs> in in um, in my life. Right. I still fast. Um, but you, ha- you, I still, you moved I over still to alcohol. A lot. Yeah, alcohol's okay though. No. Uh, alcohol's okay. What's like, this, I mean, are you single? Am I single? No, no, indeed. What, where does this accent come from? I'm engaged to be married. You are. Actually. You have a beautiful ring. I see Thank now. Thank you. You're it's a black it. diamond. Hold so, it. Come on. <laughs> Who's the lucky Mr. Charm Taylor? Oh, his name is Mr. Warner. And where's he today? He's probably getting off of work right now. Well, at least he has a job. That's good. So that <laughs> you can you can continue to you can continue to sing and travel to Pakistan. Would he go to Pakistan oh, with he you? He would. He would. He's. He's. I mean, we'd we'd probably duck off and do some some Buddhist retreat stuff. I mean, he's 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 a he's Buddhist. a Buddhist. Yes, and, he is. And you're a semi and I'm an Muslim. I'm well. I'm I'm trying to live righteous is what I'm trying to do. That's a good. And answer. I I I love uh, a history of finding peace. And so wherever that that might be, uh, that's what I meditate Where on. Where does your accent come from? Yes. You know what? I think it's a hodgepodge. I lived in Los Angeles. I grew up in Missouri, St. Louis, Missouri. It's just home of people who believe they have no accent. It's crazy. No one in L.A. Talk, in Los Angeles talks like you, right? No, they say things like "very cool." Yeah, but in, you don't. You have Angeles. like a Southern type accent, does it? Yeah, what? yeah. I, look, that was my question. Like, well, where are you from? I yeah. So uh, I moved here five years ago from L.A., but I was born and raised in St. Louis, home of the hard R's. Her, her, yeah. <laughs> Girl, home of the what? Girl, I'm not gonna. Ask. We just enunciate certain things that you know in, in mid in mid conversation, like really normal. How are you, Grant? <laughs> I mean, Grant would just become this really okay. long. I thought that was thing. Southern. That's from St. Louis. Well, no, I think it's St. Louis and New Orleans. Yeah, St. Louis is not in the South, is it? Correct me. No, if I'm but wrong. if you live in L.A. for all those years, they think it, it is. I think it's the South. It's Midwest, it's the South if you technically. Right. Okay, it's a charming but accent. But it's country. Is what it is. Let's have a listen to another Honorable South song. Come on. I'd like that. Yay. Come on. What are you I thinking? What, let's, what do you think? Live or you want to play one off this CD? Let's play one off the disc. Okay. okay. What's the name let's of the play, album? Let's play Beast. The name of the album is I Love My Tribe. And is it out or coming out? It's been out uh, since the turn of the year. It's January 1st, 2012. We did a pre-release here in New Orleans at Euclid Records, December 23rd. Um, what time? What you're silly. I'm just checking. I know. Okay. So, um, but we so could the really get food there. The record's <laughs> out. Oh, okay. really I wish food. I'd had that. So the record's out. It's called I Love My Tribe. I Love My Tribe. Okay. And the song is called Beast. It's Beast. Yes, beast. indeed. There's a beast among us. He's standing feet tall. When he sits down, he grows small. Then we don't see him no more. When he stands, he stands up. The biggest beast of all. Stand when he stands. Gonna stand up. 
Wow, now that's a real pop song. Are you? That's a, re- that's a real... Danny, did you write that? Well, he produced the recording. Danny produced it. Danny's way in the shadows here. We haven't even right. introduced him. Danny Cartel, Danny, DKNO. Danny Cartel is a pretty well-known producer around these parts. Did he you is. work with Mystical and... Mystical, Soldier Slam. Get, get on Come in. on Come in, here. superstar. Let's, let's, let's get some Danny voice. This would be a you can share Avon. You yeah. can, you you can, can share squeeze in yeah. Avon's yeah. afro here. Yeah, I've, I've worked uh, with a lot of the local uh, yeah. rap superstars. Yeah, I had the fortune. Wow. Yeah, you got to get Come really on it. I've had the fortune to be involved and work with some good artists. Who are they? Who who you're? Uh, well, you local um, rap superstars. Uh, I, I moved to Houston uh, out of high school to work with the local rap label Rapalot, and uh, it kind of went. You know, it lost its success, so I came back to New Orleans, and Master P was taking over. So I got involved with him. played played guitar for him for years. So you Master P's guitar player? It, yeah, I'm, you know, it's quite I'm an achievement if that was all you ever did. Actually, it's all right. I'd rather be Rick? Charms guitar player. Hey, you know? yeah. yeah. Well. But, uh, yeah, it's just been an interesting experience. That we, uh, what I tell people is if, I, if this was Nashville, I'd be doing country music, you know. <laughs> it's, it's, it was a lucrative thing to do right. in New Orleans, you know. And he's very talented at it. Obviously. Yeah, I, I love guitar. I love music. So. Well, that, that song is fantastic. I mean, it's sort of like Thank a mixture you. between, like, surfer rock. Thank you. You get to, it. Absolutely. Actually, I mean, that's like... 1964, let's go down on the West Coast. And what, are, what are you drinking well, it's now? It's definitely retro rock. And when I wrote it, Daniel said, you should go surfing on the Mississippi River. We should get you surfing on the Mississippi yeah, River. Yeah, great, great idea. idea. <laughs> but then also at the very beginning, and then there's like a resurgence halfway through, is right. the sort of like the, uh, the, the, the vocal and the drums, the rhythm. It's almost like the Gullah dancers on the islands off the coast of South Carolina. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Over there, I don't think anyone does. Do you? The, the really? cir- <laughs> I knew the the circle dancers. It's like yeah. normally like three or four women going around with a drum. The music's drums. always going to be very drums. tribal, very meditative, oh, meditative in a way. It, 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 it brings you in. It gives you in that trance-like state. And then you, you know, get swept away in a tidal wave, a tsunami of surfer rock. But it's awesome. A lot of it is the incredible production that you did on that, though, right? Is it right, I mean, stuff well, you brought to it, Dan? I've been friends with Charm and Matthew uh, for a couple of years now. And I was just thoroughly excited, on what, excited about what they were doing together as a group. So, I, you know, they asked me to come join forces. And uh, I guess I brought some of my experience to the table and... 
we have the product that you that you just heard. It's know, exciting stuff. And Daniel's my brother. But when we first met, we met. He was doing sound at what was used to be Ray's Boom Boom Room, and it was one of our uh, an honorable South show back in '08. And I was like, "Who's this guy? He's doing sound. He's not doing a great job at it." You know, and we were really not kind of fighting Humble beginnings of that and, relationship. Uh, he says me up. He said, "Look, you don't awful. know a thing about uh, what you're talking about." You better get used to it. Yeah. Well, because I was shocked. I was one of my first live shows in the city, and I was like, "How come the you know the vocal monitors suck and everything's you know I don't know what's going on?" And and, you know he he did. He said, "It's not me. It's actually this is as good as it's gonna get." Um, Get used to it. Yeah, get used to it. That was a rocky start, but it's worked out pretty well since then. Big brother, yeah. And then, you, then you get the, you get surprised, you know. Then you have good sound one day. Mm. <laughs> it works out for you. So, so you're on the road to. I mean, you've already tasted fame and to some well, extent. Some had uh, produced the first number one hit on the pop charts in the, uh, in the history of New Orleans. Which was a song called Slim Motion uh, by Juvenile and Soldier Slim. Juvenile and Soldier Slim yeah, had the first really number one. It was really written by uh, Slim and I, uh, Soldier Slim. Really? And we brought it to Juvenile because we knew he had the push of Universal. So you wrote the song that and produced wrote the music and produced the song that became the first number one hit yeah. on the pop charts from New Orleans ever. Ever, yeah. Wow. Including including Fats Domino. Well, when you got R and B charts, there's different charts. So yeah. Fats Domino wasn't on a no, pop chart. No, they were on R and B charts. R and B. Number one hit. So you're the first on pop, the pop charts, hit. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Yeah, That's really impressive. Now, how many cents do you get each time somebody buys <laughs> More than 18. It's a couple of cents. It's only a couple. I bet it's not more than 18. Well, you get a freck, like a penny and a half for record sales. There but, you go. That's uh, what I'm telling you. You know, a, down like ringtones, you're actually getting 50 to uh, 60 cents or almost 80 cents. That much? Because there's no pack. Ring you dude. better get some ring on your ring. I need to get that ringtone going. So wow, you're rather making money with the ringtone. Right. Yeah. And so can you say you've had some experience and you know what's going on. You've, you're in the music business in a serious way. Where do you see this band going now? Uh, it's just wide open. I see, us, uh, I see us going to the top. You know, it's just going to take time and we're going to have to um, weather the storm. You know, can you get these big shot guys like Juvenile and Mystical and these other guys behind you? I, yeah, I can actually. How do you leverage that into your own? Well, you just do favors. I go play guitar licks for them and you know, they'll help me out. Okay. When they're not busy. Yeah, and when, <laughs> they, right. when okay. they realize. That's exciting. Right now, so. Even you're famous. You're the, most, you're the most famous person to ever come out of Napoleonville, right? <laughs> hey, uh, I don't know. Come here. Yes. I, I don't, I don't know. Calls me, I'm like, I'm not famous, Ma. I, just, I always say, I just have big hair. You know? It's beautiful. <laughs> thank you, thank you. But I'm not famous, Ma. I just have, I big, just hair. have big hair. That should yeah. be the name of your autobiography. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> Are you going to write a book about your experiences oh, with big hair? People want me to write a book, but I, I mean, of course, now I'm thinking about it. Do you keep a diary? Uh, no, and it's so crazy because when I went natural, I never thought that this would turn into this. You know, I that just, it was that serious, yeah, right? Like, I, re- I wish I should have taken pictures. I'm like, if y'all would have seen me back in the day, you thought it was a lifestyle change. Yeah, it was just I just didn't want to get relaxers anymore. So was it a was, political? Was there any political overtones for this? No, thing? I just wanted to go natural. I was like, I can always press my hair if I want it straight. I can twist it and make it look like dreadlocks. I can wear it curly and make it, you know, have that wet look. So it was just. It was one of why, like why get a perm if you can do so much other like you can do the same you can achieve the same look. But you, the I cannot. I cannot. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. Look, <laughs> seriously, Avon, if I could, I probably would, right? But right. I, but I cannot. Right. Have but people approached you and told you I want to do what you're doing? I want to grow yeah, my hair. I've out. talked. You get I mean, that a lot. Pretty much, my whole family has gone after except my grandma. 
Your grandma, grandma's not natural. Grandma says if she stops getting primers, her head is going to itch. So, okay. Yeah. But everybody else, like pretty much my whole family and most of my friends, cousins and all, we're all natural now. You okay, know, so the you went from the little, how many people live in Napoleonville? I suppose there's a couple of thousand. So it's a, it's a very small town. Two thousand. Two thousand people. Oh, yeah. Some of them, half of them, are out in the sh- shrimp roots catching alligators with oh, their yeah. bare hands. You see that, right? <laughs> well, but, yeah, and, and a lot of women at home. Retired home. Oh, that's in Garyville, the yeah. retired women's yeah. home. Wouldn't but a lot of people at home have gone natural, like it, like, and it wasn't before. It was before the Guinness thing. You know, people would see my hair because at first when I cut my hair off. I got kind of, you know, ridiculed about it. My sister got teased about it because I cut my hair off. They no said, pun intended, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, <you>. I just, <laughs> but I just, I, I, I caught a lot of, you know, crap for cutting my hair and going natural. And now it's a totally different thing. And but I'm what's, happy. What's it like for you to have come from a little town like that in Louisiana to suddenly you're on the, you mentioned the BBC and you're yeah. being from New Orleans yeah. and yeah. as a social worker. Right. I Not know, right? Social. New Orleans and a social worker, <laughs> Napoleonville and working at a So home. what was it like? Like being um, thrust it, it was, into the spotlight like, like that. you know i went from just doing my hair my sister put a picture up somebody said i should try out for it i tried out for it i won next thing you know i'm in london then they're like they want you on bbc i get back home wow. people are calling and you know fascinated yeah, they're just, just fascinated and i'm still not used to it like tomorrow i leave for baltimore i come back for three what's happening days. in baltimore it's a um hair show what do you have what do you have to do I just smile and take pictures, really, and oh, answer God. people's questions. You get more about than eighteen cents a smile for that. I know, right? Oh yeah, actually, yeah, it's crazy. They pay you pretty good. For yeah, them. yeah, pretty decent to say, like you know, they put you up, they pay for travel, everything. I don't have to do anything. When I went to Guin- went went with Guinness, I didn't have to do anything. I spent seven dollars when I went to London. <laughs> and can you be a diva and say it's I don't want this and I don't want that and I want sandwiches? I, no, I don't do that. So you just no, do whatever they no. say. Yeah, I try. Maybe you're entitled to a sandwich at this point. Right, I think and you like can definitely... for real, if I'm eating and somebody's like, "Can I take a picture?" I'm like, "Okay," and I put my food down. I stand up, take a picture because I just I don't like telling people no. My sister's better at it than I am because one time I got stuck in the bathroom. People wanted to constantly take pictures, and I was just you know I was just doing it. And she well, was we've like, all okay, had that experience. She has to go. <laughs> <laughs> it is yeah. you. Yeah. I cannot believe it. Okay, when I <laughs> whoa, whoa. nice catch. That was the beer almost went over. What was <laughs> and what do the people who pay you to do this like in Baltimore? What do they get out of it? What, um, do, you, what do they want out of people, you? People come to see me, apparently. It's like a they, circus they freak type thing? I guess so, but I mean, to me, like, you know, a lot of the Guinness stuff is kind of circus freakish. For sure. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it's right. like stylish. I mean, it's it's an afro. I'm not trying to be cocky, but it's, hey. I mean, it's like a crown on my head. Like, yes. my yeah. own yes. crown that You're I was born with. You're wearing a lion's mane. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. This is royalty. I mean, I love it. Of the I mean, protein follicle. It is. I love it. It's beautiful. I, you You're know, shining. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm actually, I'm going to Rome. When I get back from Baltimore, what? three days later, I go to Rome. Wow. And yeah, what happens so to your job? Are they understanding back at the uh, Yeah, the well, home? thank God I work for my mom. So, yeah, she's fine with it. She's literally takes yeah, time off blessed. to go to yeah, Baltimore. Baltimore and Rome, what a week. I know, right? <laughs> I know, that's crazy. And you then know, when I get ba- back, Baltimore I go to New York. is, in fact, uh, number two for syphilis in America. Number oh, I two. I thought that was St. Louis. Or uh-huh. we num- that's You're number, number three. one. Number no, three? No, number one is New Orleans. Honey. Oh, okay. <laughs> there are my okay, cities Matthew's, right there. Matthew's looking 314 to the 504. First of all, how do you know that? Well, uh, you should know. Syphilis <laughs> was originally oh, a sheep Jesus, disease. I, thought that's what they oh, I did not know that sheep originally <laughs> gave syphilis to human beings. Absolutely. And uh, you know, how does, you know, why do Scotsmen wear kilts? So the sheep don't run away when they hear the zipper. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Tough crowd. Once, tough again, crowd. I, once again, I haven't got an answer to the question. Uh, why do Matthew. You, uh, cowboys wear their boots outside the pants. It's kind of like a similar type. Why, why do, why do cowboys, cowboys wear their boots, boots outside, outside the pants? <laughs> Matthew. <laughs> so uh, they can put the sheep's legs in the inside and they can't run away. Uh, there's probably a better okay. delivery than what I had oh, said. It's a way to tell Okay. Yeah. How, how do you know? How do you know? Part of my my uh, PhD dissertation is on applications of third world development strategies to Orleans Parish, hmm. and so chapter one I had to prove statistically uh, how New Orleans is on par with a developing nation. Are we? So, no, oh my God! New Orleans has the same life expectancy as Kyrgyzstan. It has mm. the same infant mortality rate as Moldova. Mm. It has the same literacy rate as Rwanda. The mm. same high school graduation rate as Ghana. Mm. New Orleans is always in the top five for type two diabetes, childhood obesity, etc., etc., etc. But damn, the food's good. <laughs> and right? man, we're wow. resilient. That's the resilient. That is the number worst one for resilience. <laughs> That's true. That is an incredible collection of statistics, mm-hmm. though. Well, I mean, the thing is, in, in China, they say, you know, they have the dragon lines and the feng shui and all the rest of the stuff. And they look at all the different lines of energy throughout the world, not just in houses, but on the planet. And they found that there are two dragon lines that intersect right in New Orleans. One is of supreme annihilation, destruction. And the other one is of pure creation. Mm. And so they meet these two lines that circle the entire globe right here in New Orleans. Wow. And the result right. is that it burned down in 1788. It burned down in 1794. You had slave uprisings, Indian attacks, epidemics, yellow fever, slaughtering people in every kind of armed conflict imaginable. The murder capital of America, the missing persons capital of America, all these diseases that I talked about as of March 1st, 2012. And then Katrina, and then the big people. Just, just name it. You know, it goes on and on. But people know that there's nowhere else you could possibly be. You can't have that much death unless you have that much life right yeah and that's yeah, what that's new, orleans new orleans is and life. that's the dirtiest hello the dirtiest Beautiful. city you ever did love <laughs> here's know, the right? i, I raise my glass Ooh, to filth let's um let's listen here's to another, the penicillin can we have another song in urdu before we all have no. to say goodbye I'd, lo- I'd love to give you a medley this is going to be all songs you know down by the riverside this is going to be uh, track four down by the riverside amen and this little light of mine. And it's actually modeled off a, a Neville Brothers medley ah. that you may have heard before. Yes. And again, it's the same band. They're incredible. And it's me just sort of mm-hmm. like stumbling through. But at least the lyrics are accurate. Bismillah Rahman Rahim. Allahu Akbar Allah. Dania, kick another part. 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 Dania, kick another part.
Okay, thank you very much. Amen. Now, just run through the what are the songs there? Those songs there are Down by the Riverside yes. and This Little Light of Mine and Amen. Amen. And you translated them into Urdu first. And then, how do you, is it, is it an exact translation or do you have to sort of fiddle around with it a little bit? Uh, definitely this fiddling. Uh, he's so, 15. So, uh, <laughs> so, are there any sort of weird translations that you had to? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, for example, in uh, You Are My Sunshine, you know, sunshine is a beautiful thing to say. You are my sunshine. You're beautiful. You're wonderful. You're, you keep me warm. Oh, Andrew. You're, <laughs> <laughs> oh, You're engaged, honey. Hey, you better know that. <laughs> so in Urdu, the word, the word for sunshine that you would normally use is this blistering, punishing sun. I mean, it's freaking hot. It was 129 like, degrees India, Fahrenheit this isn't cute. last summer. Like, no, nobody <laughs> likes that. They said this, like, you are my leprosy. You are my... <laughs> <laughs> only leprosy. So yeah, you have to fiddle with it. You have to be like, you're something so bright you and shiny. What did you come up? What word did we, you choose? We, we came up with sort of like a, a sunbeam. But it has to have two syllables to sound like sunshine. You are. Well, well luckily, the verb to be is one syllable as well. So it so worked what out is, perfectly. So what is the line? A tum, you, meri, my, dhup, sunbeam, ho, are. To Mary Home. To Mary Go ahead, everyone. To Mary And now do it rhythmically. To Mary Dupa. To Mary This is the best moment of my life. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you all nice. of you so much. 
And I'd like to thank all of you for being here. Andrew Ward, thank, thank you. you. We didn't even get to talk yes, about Jubilee Ginger Beer. Next time. Next right. time you'll have to come back so and talk I'm about it. sure I get back on well, the show. Well, I'm taking okay. one on the road, me. <laughs> you can take one with you. Miss Charm Taylor, thank you much for, thank thank you, thank you very much for joining us. Matthew Rosenbeck and Danny Cartel, collectively known as the Honourable South. Come the on, album. see us. We play March yeah. 30th. March 30th. This Friday at the Always Lounge. Come out. And we'll have a link to your stuff on our site as well. Please. So we can find out where you're going to be for the rest of the year and the well, rest I of your life. Well, I better see you out in that crowd. Okay. And Avon Duga. <laughs> yes, yes. Not yes. a social worker. Thank you. No. But the person who does hold the Guinness World Record for the largest afro. Yes, I do. Can't believe I finally uh -huh. met somebody who's in the Guinness That's crazy. Book of World Records. I never Thank thought. you so much, all of you, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. The producers me. of our show are Melinda Hawes, Karun Devaji, and Trish Kaufman, and Graham DePonte. Our associate producer and technical director is Chris Kehoe. Our music director is Christian Unruh. Cliff Brigden is our web designer and linked to the real world. All the music around here, except for what you heard recorded today and played live, was played by Mitch Foreman, who couldn't join us today because he's on the road playing the Hammond B3 organ for somebody. If you'd like to be on the show and you can stay sober for relatively, well, about an hour, drop us a line at itsneworleans at gmail.com. Our, our show is recorded live at the Collins Hotel in Uptown New Orleans. Check out our other happy hours and our other shows, Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti, live from Commander's Palace, Mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Paycheck, and True to the Game with Chris True and Tammy Nelson, all on itsneworleans.com. You can keep up with us by liking It's New Orleans on Facebook, you can follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Happy Hour is a production of I Know Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. Until we meet again next time here at the Collins Hotel, thanks for joining us on Happy Hour. I'm Grant Morris. Bye.